0: Joining me now is the CEO of the Insurance Council, Tim Grafton, to answer your insurance questions. Kia ora, Tim. Thank you very much for being with us at this late hour.
1: Kia ora, Susanna.
0: This disaster response is only getting started and I don't need to tell you that. What can people do now to begin the conversation with their insurer?
1: Look, um, to some people who are in... Isolated places where they've got real difficulty, you know, they may not have electricity, Uh, the telephone contact uh, or internet services may be out. It's going to be a really difficult time, and this, you know, if they're listening here uh, this evening, Um, what they should uh, bear in mind is that when you can and when you're able to, uh, get in touch with the insurer to make that claim and start the process. But, you know, don't fret that you're not able to do it now. Uh, you can make that claim anytime, time uh, when you're able to. And as soon as you're able to, that's a good thing. And what you can do, if you are able to uh, return to your homes, um, is, you know, start on putting things right. Um, so, you know, uh, if there is stuff in your house that's been contaminated, food items or, if uh you know you've got waterlogged sodden carpets and furniture and stuff like that, you can take pictures if that's possible if your mobile's working, take those pictures um, have that as evidence of what happened. sometimes it'll be pretty clear where the water got through and how high it went in the house um, you know just give some indication to your insurer so that when that cleanse process starts. They've got an idea exactly how much uh, uh, damage uh, is likely to to have occurred. Um, But you've got to be really careful when you go back into your property, especially where floodwaters have been. You know, a lot of that water will be contaminated. uh, And therefore, if you are moving stuff around, wear gloves if you can. If you've got a pair of gloves, that's uh, available because uh, some of that stuff may be contaminated. Um, also be really careful around any of the electrics it's best not to turn the electrics back on if the uh, house has been severely hit by flood waters uh, all those electrical uh, cables will have been uh, affected and it could be dangerous uh, so you really need to be uh, seeing that if you can get an electrician uh, in to ha- uh, have a look uh, at that if if you're able to um, get your house uh, uh, back in order. Um, Obviously, for some people, the houses just simply won't be uh, habitable. Um, And uh, again, this is where your insurance can kick in. Even if you're a renter, if you have taken out contents insurance, for instance, uh, contents insurance will uh, cover you for... um, the accommodation costs uh, of being somewhere else uh, if you can't uh, live in your house, if it's uninhabitable. Uh, typically at the low end, uh, that'd be worth about $20,000 worth of equivalent accommodation costs. But we're also very, very, very well aware that uh, there's not a lot of accommodation uh, available. Uh, you know, a lot of people uh, out of their homes Um, And so if it is possible to stay with friends and family in the meantime, uh, but that uh, benefit uh, from your insurance policy will be available to you uh, as long as that house is not uh, inhabitable. Uh, But uh, I I guess those are just some of the sort of initial top-of-the-mind thoughts at this moment, particularly for people who uh, can't get back into their homes or maybe be isolated. Uh, and are listening tonight but, um, um, you know, are waiting for for help and assistance.
0: All the detail is of great value to someone, Tim, so thank you for that. And, and also for pointing out taking photos. What if people can't take photos? They don't have the means. How does it work then?
1: Well, you know... You're still absolutely uh, uh, able to make a claim, even if you can't take photos, or if you haven't got a, a, a friend or, or someone nearby who could take some photos for you. But if you absolutely, absolutely can't take any photos, uh, then uh, you still make a claim. Um, you know, just say this is what was damaged. Uh, uh, list the items. Um, uh, uh, in terms of where the water went to the property, uh, just state that. Uh, because, you know, kind of after the event, uh, it, it will be clear, you know, just from neighbouring properties in neighbouring areas, people will be able to work out how, how deep that water was, where it would have gone into your property, uh, and that will, uh, you know... Also uh, assist the insurer to, to you know, to, to be able to say yeah, that it's very clear that all of these contents would have been flooded through, and, uh, uh, and therefore, you know, you can still make a claim. It's not invalidated because you don't have photos. Just the photos uh, mean that you can sort of keep the get the process going quicker. So you have a look at the photos, and you can see, you know, the you know, you've got contents insurance for, I don't know, let's say $50,000 worth of contents insurance. And, you know, you can see the photos of uh, $50,000 worth of damage. Um, Then, you know, that that makes it pretty straightforward for the insurer to be able to start that process uh, uh, for you in terms of uh, putting you back to where you were. Um, But obviously, in some areas, you know, it's I mean, it's really difficult to have uh, access. Uh, you know, some areas of the uh, country you could only access if you're emergency workers uh, and the like. Um, so, you know, this is going to take time. And I, and I think at this moment, in, in our experience and after these sorts of disasters, you know, for the first wee while, the only thing that's on people's minds is the essentials of life, you know, obviously food, water and, and, and that. And then it comes down to, you know, finally, you know, looking at, you know, making your insurance claim because you're too um, traumatized and caught up with the the moment and trying to deal with um, the real pressures uh, of just getting by over the next few days. So, yeah, we we totally understand that. Uh, You can make your claim uh, whenever it works right for you the sooner you can and they're able to do so, you know, go ahead and do it. Um, and, uh, you know, as I said, if you, if you really can't find anybody who could take some photos for you or anything, you can still make your claim. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it doesn't mean that, that uh, uh, your claim won't get processed. It just helps things a lot to go a lot quicker with that uh, photographic evidence.
0: Thank you for clearing that up. Because just in case people are panicking, which is always an easy thing yeah, to do at this time, there's no and... need
1: to panic here. You know, look after yourselves, keep safe, and uh, you know when it works for you, uh, get get your claims process going. Um, uh, yeah, people should just look after themselves now uh, and put themselves first and their safety first. And uh, sure, the insurance will kick in, but in your own time.
0: I've got a, a note here from a listener who's got in touch tonight knowing uh, that you are going to be on. Can I read it to you and, and we decipher sure. what's happening here? Uh, My mum's bedroom in a sleep-out in our house was flooded, so she has nowhere to sleep, so has had to find alternative accommodation. Our insurance company has, uh, have found small print that says the house must be unfit. Her room's are sleep-out, so they say that we're not covered
1: yeah so you know so each insurance policy um, for each company is different, but w- w- when I say uninhabitable um, uh, it, it is the house uh, that's uh, covered by the insurance uh, in terms of being habitable or not but what the what it sounds like is that the in the sleep out and the families got their own. House on the same property, uh, and that's got, you know, I'm guessing that 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 house is, um, um, you know, able to be lived in. It's got uh, cooking facilities, toilet hygiene, uh, all taken care of. Um, Is is there no possibility of mum being able to? Stay in the house.
0: That's what they're saying. What? That there's no other place for her to sleep. Surely, if someone oh, okay. can't sleep in the house and it's insured, then the insurance company need to pay for alternative accommodation while repairs happen. Not split hairs.
1: Yeah. Um, look. Um, yeah. It's very difficult for me to sort of.
0: Of course, uh, I can
1: answer on behalf of, of an insurance. No, company, no. Of course I, not. I, But I do think, uh, you know, that kind of situation, um, you know, there certainly needs to be, you know, available welfare assistance to provide accommodation for her. I I mean, I don't know where she is, but uh, is there alternative accommodation available? Um, um, You know, I'm just thinking, uh, uh, you know, is is there someone somewhere that can... uh, Provided with some, you know, I mean, it's it's immediately taking care of her needs, but uh, then just reverting back to um, um, the the sleep out itself. Um, you know, the, uh, the the habitability of the house is probably what that insurance policy is referring to, which is you can't live there because it's just um, in, in, you know people can't live in the house. So the house has to be uh, vacated. But you know, I totally understand this. if it's a sleep out, uh, she can't uh, sleep there if it's the uh, if it's the sleep out's mounted. Um, but um, uh yeah I mean I, I probably can't take it any
0: further no but I appreciate you taking it on at all um, yeah, yeah. because of course you you're the you're the CEO of the council rather than a specific insurance company but it's just nice to be able to place a question like this with yeah, yeah, you that, you know for I'm your thoughts place them. Yeah. yeah um just to close Tim you've been involved with insurance for Aotearoa New Zealand for many years now you've mm. spoken to many circumstances where people have been required to call upon their insurance policies mm. how is it this going for you what are your what's your take on the overall scenario that we're facing at the moment in comparison to other times
1: look um, in comparison to other times uh, this is a very widespread you know you can go from um, you know, the top of the North Island, uh, down to, uh, um, you know, into the Hawke's Bay and even down into the Waira'apa. And, you know, there are literally thousands of people that have been affected over a very wide area. Uh, When we had the earthquakes in Canterbury or uh, even with the Kaikoura uh, earthquake, um, although, um, you know, it was spread over uh, quite an area, Kaikoura, um, generally uh, damage was in a much, in you know, a relatively smaller area. So the challenge here for this event is one of the logistics of being able to um, get everything that's needed to people in the most efficient and effective way. And, you know, we have in this situation um, no ability to drive into uh, some areas, uh, and, uh, and and so that that's making it very difficult I remember with Kaikoura, um, there was actually uh, uh, a naval exercise with some foreign naval vessels um, off the coast and they were bringing helicopters into uh, Kaikoura. Uh, they were bringing supplies in because they were just off the coast there uh, and uh, you know there were great efforts made to open up the uh, uh, the uh, main highway to get into uh, Kaikoura. Um, here we've got roads uh, affected all over the place um, and for small pockets of communities. And so, you know, getting the resources, getting the skills from the trades in, getting all the materials that are going to be needed uh, in uh, and, uh, you know, uh, trying to deal with that where even before these events, the construction sector was under some pressure. Uh, and uh, now we've got this double downing, or more than triple downing, uh, on uh, what was, you know, BAU uh, just two or three weeks ago. So uh, it is going to be really, really challenging. Um, and, uh you know, I, I, I'm... Don't to pretend uh, any differently that this will take a long time uh, to put right, um, and, and government recognises that too. in you know the amount of infrastructure, roads, uh, 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 railway tracks, everything um, that needs to be reinstated to try and bring sort of normal access into uh, you know good parts of the uh, eastern North Island. So um, yeah. Uh, in comparison to other events, uh, this is uh, big, and it will be a long haul. Uh, and can't pretend uh, otherwise. I wish it were different, but um, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, going to be tough.
0: Tim Grafton, thank you very much for your time tonight, and wishing you a hopefully there's some rest for you this weekend. <laughs>
1: Okay, Susanna, you take care. Thank Thank
0: you you, you too. That was the CEO of the Insurance Council, Tim Grafton.